welcome back to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so happy to have you here, and we really hope you enjoy today's conversation. of the Infertility Feelings Podcast 2023. We made it, everyone. We We made it. it. We made it to this time. I feel like this is going to be a great year for our podcast. I think this is going to be the best year yet. Wow. You're just placing it down. All the other ones sucked. This year, year. gold. Just kidding. (sighs) I already can feel it. Yeah. I just, I'm just excited. I'm excited for this year. I'm excited for our podcast. I feel like we have some great subjects that we're going to talk about and guests that we're going to have. So it's going to be good. If you're just joining us this year and you're like, what? They have a podcast? Oh my gosh. Yes. We do have a podcast. This is Jesse. We run the nonprofit Uniquely Knitted. Yes. Uniquely Knitted is a nonprofit that runs process groups, which is like a support group, but we work on processing how we're feeling because of infertility. Infertility makes us feel a million things. And we are processing all of those feelings in a group that's safe. It's kind, helps us feel like we can overcome some of the trauma that we've been through. And on this podcast, it's kind of like the first step to that. Yeah. We talk about feelings, right? Like infertility. I always think infertility, there's two sides of infertility. There's the mental, there's the physical. They're, they're really all intertangled, right? Yeah. You know, infertility struggling to get pregnant is physical. It's also so emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it, so much of what I struggled with was the emotions and the like mental side of what is going on? What's going on in our relationship and in my life? Am I going to be a dad? What, what, what happened? All yeah. of that was really hard to deal and sometimes with. Sometimes it's, it's moving for me. It moves so fast. I didn't even have time to think about what I was feeling. Totally. Yeah. So I feel like that's sometimes where I feel like, our podcast can put words into people's mouth, you know what I mean, of what they're feeling. Because sometimes you're moving so fast. I don't know if it would be put words in people's mouths. It'd be like, give people words that are helpful. Give people's words (laughs) to their brains and their feelings. We are going to put words in your mouth. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you what the thing. Just repeat after me. (laughs) Actually, maybe that's helpful for some people, you know? It is is a little bit helpful to be like, you're just shell-shocked and someone's like, this sucks. And you're like, This does does suck. I mean, I'm truly thinking it's probably the most thing that people say on our Instagram and DMs and emails is that, is that thank you for putting words into what I'm feeling. I didn't even know I was feeling that way. I didn't know it was fair to feel that way. I didn't know it was okay or valid. And that's really what this podcast is all about is validating the feelings. It's okay to feel how you're feeling. So today we're tackling one of the most common things that comes up during infertility. Overthinking. Overthinking. I never did that. I was always just in my purest, (laughs) peaceful state when I was in the thick of it. What happens when you struggle to get pregnant? You overthink. Obviously, you're joking, Jesse. Uh, (laughs) Clearly, please, 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 please know that I am joking because that was one of the... I, I would say that's one of the most prominent feelings that I can remember. Yeah. Overthinking is, is that feeling of being consumed and overthinking yeah. everything. Yeah. It really was something that I underthought and then overthought, right? I never like thought yeah. about having kids being, I never, th- 
I, I thought about having kids, but I never thought about the process of having kids being difficult or, or anything like that. I yeah. was just like, oh, like it's just going to happen. Like we'll, we'll try and then you'll be pregnant. And then me, maybe me <laughs> selfishly, I was like, you'll just deal with all of it. Right now, like, <laughs> not that you'll deal with all of it, but it'll be. Your job will be done. Not that my job will be done. It's just, it's happening to you and yeah. I'm supporting. Of course. And I was like, that's, that was about the much, as much as I thought about it. I mostly thought like, oh, how crazy to give birth, right? Like, yeah, that'll be so weird to see you give birth. Right. So that was about all I had thought about it. And then as soon as you go in and they're like, well, I have some bad news, test results, this, 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 and that. Right. I've never overthought anything more in my life. I've never Googled more overthought more, just spun in circles. So today we are talking about infertility and overthinking. When you are experiencing infertility, maybe you're struggling to get pregnant those first couple months maybe first year, whatever it is, it's not working. And you're starting to even think about how does this whole process work? Maybe you've gotten some type of diagnosis and you start to overthink. Maybe let's describe what we mean by overthinking first. Yeah. When I say overthinking. Yeah. What does that mean to you? I'm talking about wanting to get a master's degree level understanding of all of the reproductive care that someone can provide before I even make a move, right? I'm talking yeah. like, I want to know, I'm reading medical journals, thinking about 10 steps down the road, overanalyzing every decision, Googling words that come back on the little portal and just diving in at a level that I'm like now over my head, but I'm trying to catch up and get to a place where I feel completely confident and knowing everything that to me just feels like overthinking, right? I'm, and it's really stressful for me to think, okay, I need to become a master at this overnight for me that there's, that's, there's a little bit of overthinking in there. Yeah. How about for you? For me, it played out nothing like that. (laughs) I (laughs) did not want to know about all the things I just wanted to be told what to do next. And almost like don't overwhelm me with like what's going on and and medically I was completely overwhelmed and in constant thought about my body like smells and like I just was it was all consuming in my head I would say of like and the what ifs of like what ifs and then if it works this month then you know when will they be born and oh I really hope this works out so for me it was all internal it kind of wasn't anything external like googling or anything like that or even forums like but that's just also just not my personality yeah were you over analyzing and overthinking all the feelings that you had, like, is this the sign of yes. this? Is this oh, a sign yes. of that? That's what I mean about my body. Okay, I was yeah. constantly consumed by feelings and smells and, oh, they hugged me and my boob kind of hurt. Yeah. What does that mean? Like all those kind of things um, just made me stuck in my brain. I do think also that um, there was times where it was worse and times that it wasn't, which yeah. I feel like we're gonna, we'll talk about. Yeah. But um, like there's sometimes I feel like it was just unavoidable. Yeah. Like, there was just 
seasons oh, for and sure. times. We'll and talk days. about that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, for me, what did it feel like? It was just a constant state of my brain filled up with just that. Yeah. I can add something in that same category. You can? Good. Uh, I'd like to hear it. Not that I was paying attention to my body per se, but it more so overthinking how I'll feel or what the outcome will be to a certain thing, right? So like say we had, you know, when we did when we did an embryo transfer, just thinking a thousand times over what will it be? What could it be? Could it, what, if, what if it was this? What if it was this? What if it was that? And right. just, you know, how you, how you can kind of tell yourself stories or paint a picture for yourself and almost like act out in your mind what things will be like. I acted out a million different scenarios. Right. This is a good, a, a good parallel. Have you ever seen the movie Avengers Endgame? Yes. I love that movie. Maybe not Endgame. What's the one right before Endgame? Uh, the one where they all disappear, and like oh gosh, is that I know. Civil War? No, 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 um, no, no. Um, oh my gosh! Who? Anyone who's a Marvel fan is just it's screaming, so it pissed right at us now. right now. Um, oh um, my gosh, Infinity War, Infinity War, Avengers, Infinity War. I am so sorry for the person <laughs> that just lost their voice in their car because they were <laughs> screaming it at us. You know, in Avengers, in the, well, if you've never seen any of those movies, yes, there's and you one, don't want and, you, and you don't care at all. And I'm not going to give a spoiler alert, even though it's been out for like five years or yes, something like yes. that. Yes, and but, you, you did give a spoiler alert. You literally told the ending. Would they all disappear? Yeah. <laughs> well, they come back. Now that's the spoiler. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry for anyone Anyways, that was still treasuring this, to know what that movie is. There's this one character who can see the future. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Doctor Strange. Oh, gosh. I was going to say Vision. I no, Vision Doctor did. Strange. Okay. And we are horrible wow. Marvel people. We but, obviously um, Marvel fans. There's that one scene where they're like, what's he doing? And he's like, look, his like body's like going crazy. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's like, I looked into the future and saw a million different things. And there's like one option where we win. You know that scene? This is just hilarious because that is not that movie. That is Endgame. That's not Endgame. Isn't that the one before Endgame? No, I think that's Endgame. I think that's where is this an in game a two parter? It's it. <laughs> Clearly, it's after- we're, this is not a podcast where we analyze Marvel movies because oh, we dear. need help. Okay. Anyways, that scene where he goes into the future. And this he's is like, way too much setup for this point. I've analyzed <laughs> you know millions of futures. Yeah. I honestly, that to me is a representation of overthinking. If anyone's seen that movie and knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> I think you will get the vision. I hope so. Is that basically like I've gone into the future and I've seen a million different things. It's exhausting. I would get to the end of the day and I would feel like I had mentally run a marathon by just overthinking all the different possible outcomes of the future. Right. And then on top of that, in order to create those possible outcomes for the future, I felt like I had to get a master's degree in reproductive endocrinology right. so that I could, so that I could invent all of these possible futures. It just was yeah. exhausting yes, and felt, is. felt stressful, overwhelming, tiring, and, and led to places of feeling like I just don't care anymore. I just want to give up. I'm yeah. so depressed, really yeah. depressed yeah. and anxious about the future. Right. For me, I would say that the feelings that, that came up with it just being stuck in my body. And when I, and when I mean just, I'm sorry, not stuck in my body, just consumed by my body was my physical body. What was my physical body doing? But then just stuck in my brain. Just all the available yeah. space besides yeah. breathing was 
with that was what yeah. is going to happen? How is this going to play out? You yeah. know, and just being really, and just everything, just every single thing, like somebody would say or anything would just keep me in my head to be like, is this going to work out? Is this going to be in our future? How is this going to play out? How is this going to end? Like and what emotions go along with that? Fear. Mm. I had a lot of fear. I was scared. Yeah. Um, Anxious, I would say, which is interesting because of course everyone has anxiousness in their lives, but I wouldn't say that I'm an overtly anxious person. Yeah, no. I'm more, I'm like- Everyone go, Everyone gets stressed, but totally. I, don't, I don't see you normally- I wouldn't describe you as someone who deals with a ton of anxiety. Yes, yes. That's a good way to put it. Stress, yes. Yes. Anxiety, no. Um, but I'm realizing as I look back, my anxiety was anger. It like was all internal and then would express itself as anger. Yeah. I would be short. You know, those kind of things, those kind of feelings yeah. will come up. And same, exhausting. Yeah. Emotionally exhausting. And kind of a desperation for it to stop. Mm. Was like, I want this to stop. This is this is taking up too much of my because people would be talking to me and I wouldn't hear them because I'd be stuck in my brain thinking about it or whatever. Or if I'd see kids, or I remember during this time I went to Disneyland a lot and the happiest place on earth became a trapped from my mind vice of just seeing people with families, seeing people, kids, all that yeah. would just keep me in that state. Um, and I couldn't even enjoy things that I love. Totally. I, the, th the places that I loved were turning against me and keeping me in my brain. And cause I would just overthink and overthink. It's funny. It reminds me of when we, the day that we were finding out if our embryo transfer had worked, mm. where did we go? Disneyland. We went to Disneyland and I have never been more all consumed in my life thinking that we would go and be distracted. That it would be the perfect place to be distracted. Right. You know what I mean? Disneyland. Yeah. Ride rides, whatever. I remember we watched. We didn't like, ride any rides, but yeah. Yeah. We didn't ride any rides, but like we just sat and which was <laughs> just watched everyone be happy. Yeah. We were like, maybe we'll be happy someday too. Maybe we'll get that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe totally. we'll bring our children here sometime. Yeah. <laughs> crying on the side so of the road. <laughs> that was like now that I think about it, it's like that was like a stupid place to like hope that your family grows. <laughs> Jeez, as you're literally staring at families. I yeah. remember though we watched That's the Aladdin good, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't, I don't remember. I, I cannot tell you. I remember the genie had a really fun line, funny line at the end, and I don't remember. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. I don't remember. Anything about that show, yeah. anything, not a single thing. Maybe that's a good picture of what overthinking feels like is being at Disneyland. <laughs> we live right by Disneyland. Yes. That's why. And we had passes. Yes. Right. So, but being at Disneyland. We did not buy a day ticket yeah, we didn't to buy go a day sit ticket. and be sad in Disneyland. <laughs> but, right. but yeah, gosh, back then too, it was super easy to go. Anyways, yeah, um, true. maybe that's a good picture sitting at Disneyland, all this amazing stuff is going on and you're like. You're just not there because no. you're, you're stuck in your head thinking about something else. Right. Almost. Disneyland is designed to distract you. It's right. designed yeah. to take you out of your life into a happy place. Yeah. It's almost like the, your outside surroundings get stained with infertility. Yeah. The thoughts of it, it's, you just can't get rid of them. It's not like yeah. you can over, you can't mask them with anything and else. And you know what I wish I would have, I wouldn't have done, which I did is I feel like I was mad at myself for doing it. Like, gosh, you're all consumed by this. Gosh, you can't think about anything else. And I look back and I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> we knew we were going to do IVF one time. 
We had one embryo at the end and it was, uh, we were finding out that day that the doctor was going to call us. It's like, yeah, I just wish I would have yeah. almost just laid back and accept the all consuming of it and, and still gone to Disneyland and still done all that stuff. But just like not beat myself up in, even in the moment to be like, oh my gosh, stop thinking about it. Oh my gosh, just get over. Okay. It's going to be fine. You will survive. Like, I just, I'm like, I just wish I would have just kind of like not have any negative thoughts towards myself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. That's where I tend to go. Like, why do I feel this way? I just get over it. It's like, and literally like I look back at my, that version of myself and that place that I was in. And right now I have so much more compassion for that person and what they went through than I did then. And I wish I wouldn't have done that. This leads to an interesting question. Is overthinking unavoidable? Yeah. You know, a lot of times we talk about on this podcast, the feelings that we have, how we're overwhelmed or, or the things that we do that lead to a lot of different feelings. And we talk about ways that we can meet those feelings, not just kind of stuff them in a closet or say, oh, that's scary and sucks and just leave them. How do you address them and actually work through those feelings? Is, <laughs> is overthinking... Are we able to work through overthinking? Is that possible? Like, is it, or is it just a universe? Like it's going to happen. We put our hands up and say, well, if you deal with infertility, you're going to struggle with overthinking and it's going to suck. I would say both and. Both and. Yeah. It, both uh, and. it does feel. Which feels a little like, yeah, I think it is. I think it's both and. I think there is sometimes and some things and some situations when it comes to infertility that absolutely you're going to overthink. It just you know? feels unavoidable at or, some yeah. level. And you're going to be overthinking and overwhelmed by your thoughts, basically. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. that's what you could boil down to overthinking is. Yeah. is an, it's an overwhelming thoughts. It's just overwhelming thoughts, overwhelming what ifs, overwhelming, right, you know, right. and I feel like there's lots of situations like a two week wait, yeah. like moving on to something else, yeah. you know, um, overthinking your decisions. That's really hard. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be those things I think there's those gonna, times. I think there's going to be those things because we enter into a sort of protection mode, right? Where yeah. our safety is threatened, our futures are threatened. It's kind of a yeah. fight, flight, or freeze kind of thing. I think of the moment when you go and get testing done and you get the results done on the back on like a portal or something yeah. like that, right? And you see the some words. Back in our you, days, it was like, you know, smoke signals to us. <laughs> Poor, but, I don't think we even had portals back then. I don't think we had then. a portal. But, but no. do you know what I mean? You get this information. Maybe you get a few words and you don't know what they mean. I think there's a level of like you're searching for control yeah. and that desire for control, that desire to get back to a level of feeling safe and secure about your future puts you into a frantic state of overthinking. So it totally feels inappropriate to say, oh, just don't do that. You know, like, right. That's almost like saying if someone were to bust into your house and start like throwing your stuff around, just be like, oh, just don't, don't freak out. Don't overthink that. You're like, uh, that is by definition. Literally there's someone in my house. That's by definition yeah. what I overthink, right? If something right is intrusive into my world, I overthink it because right. it's threatening me. Yeah. It's threatening my safety. Yeah. So I do think there's a level where it's, yeah, oh, unavoidable. Yeah. And I hope that like that almost like 
gives some sort of relief to people. Like, I don't know if the, exactly what you're saying, the answer is like, so you're never going to overthink or just don't overthink. No, I think there's times and seasons, especially in infertility that you're, it's, it's inevitable. It's just inevitable. Exactly with what you were saying. I don't think I realized that when we were having our one embryo transfer, that it was threatening my future. I didn't like connect that for a long time. Oh, that was what I immediately connected. (laughs) We were on different planes. We were on different planes. I was like, how am I going to survive the day? They're like, all right, we'll know in a couple days. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but what will my life look like as a 52 year old man? Yeah, that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny because I did not go there, but it was, Yeah, it was. So it's like, no wonder I was overthinking it and had anxiety and wanting control so bad because it was threatening that. And I wish that we had a little bit more almost compassion on ourselves. Like I, like I said before, I think there's just going to be times where that is going to happen. It's inevitable. And I hope that in a way gives people a little bit of peace. Cause for me, I was like, what? Why am yeah. I so overwhelmed? Yeah. Oh, because my future, my safety and my future, and my family that I thought that I totally. wasn't going to work out. Like, uh, totally. you know, it's just, that's why it's okay. There's going to be times where you're going to overthink. Totally. If you're listening and that's you, I think grace, have some right? compassion. Like, compassion and grace on yourself that this is huge. Like all of a sudden your future is threatened. Your, yeah. your daily life is threatened. Your, your family, maybe you got married or you're with someone and you're like, we want to have a family. Like all of that right. is now up in the air. And that's just really stressful. That made me think of a post that you just said huh. that we, that we posted a few years ago that said wanting children brought us together. Yeah. Is that something now that we can't have is going to break us away, totally. break us apart? Is it like a deal breaker? Right? When like, I read that post yeah. even now, I was like, Ugh. like I had like a gut punch of like, yes, like that. that's what's being threatened yeah. sometimes Yeah, is like, or that's fear or something that's not said of like, oh crap. Like that was one of the reasons why we came together is we had that same wanting and desire. And now what? A lot of times when people ask, why infertility is difficult on a relationship, I use that example is yeah. when, well, when we were kind of thinking about getting married, one of the things that would have, I think, been a deal breaker to, yeah. to, to us is if, if I was like, well, I don't want to have any, I don't want to have any kids. Right. Um, yeah, it's just not my thing. Yeah. I think that would have been something yeah. that you or either of us may have been like, that could be a deal, deal breaker in terms of a, that's the way I see my future going. Right. And obviously we love each other. I'm just so amazing that you would have so married me. Just joking. Um, of course. Of course. I will take back what I was originally going to say to that question. No, I'm just kidding. But it's true. But it's true though. So I think like, okay, so- It's one of the founding questions that you ask in a dating relationship. So if that is, before you get together in a relationship, almost a deal breaker. Well, what what happens if you discover it that you're not able to have children after you've gotten together? Right. Is it a deal breaker now? You know, are you like, well, I don't want to do So it's just, of course it's going to affect your relationship. But like to bring it to back, bring it back to our point. No wonder you're You're overthinking it. No wonder it's like, should I take this test? Should I do this? Should we pay for more medical procedure? Like all of that, that's what it's really threatening. Yeah. Is, and I'm not saying that people are going to break up over it. I I mean, you know, but it's like, that's, that that can be something that is even just there. That's why you're overthinking it yeah, is because, or could be overthinking it. And it's like, no wonder, no wonder you're going to agonize over these things and next steps and yeah. like two week waits and pain and all that, because it's a big deal and yep. it's threatening the life that you thought you were going to lead 
and your future, your potential future. So grace and compassion on yourself. You're going to overthink. It's yeah. just going to happen. Right. Take it from me. Take it from me that wishes I would have had more compassion on myself. I'm going to push it even further, though. Uh-oh. Because I know this is true of myself, right? I know there are times when I overthought things and it felt it was difficult, but it was like, what am I supposed to do, right? It's, it's what we're talking about. But I do think that there are other times where I was almost cruel to myself with yeah. the level of overthinking that I was doing. Right. Are there times where we're not just overthinking, we're over overthinking. Yeah. Like we are, it's, we have overthought and now this is something almost a different level of overthinking. I think sometimes when we're overthinking in these situations, mm -hmm. it can turn into, if I overthink, then I'll control the outcome. Yeah. It's almost like a, a way that we feel like we can control it. Yes. Right. If I go on and get all these answers and just are all consumed by it, that I'll get, it, it, it will somehow control yeah. what, what's the outcome is going to be. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, I, I feel like I didn't want to hear that just think positive or be positive because right. I thought, well, that's not going to control anything. If I'm right. positive, I'm positive. I'm positive. Penny. This sucks. This sucks. <laughs> but. Yeah. But the latter is, I feel like when I was negative or when I was anxious or when I was overthinking or when I like had a, like a doubt that it wouldn't work or something, that somehow that controlled it. Yeah. So if positive doesn't control it. Yeah. But we also put, but we put a lot of weight in our thoughts. Do you see, do you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, it's like almost like we don't want that one. That one won't do it. Being positive won't do it. Right, right. But, you know, if I'm negative or I have a thought or whatever. That will affect that it. That will affect it. Yeah. And it's so funny. And I think that's where we can get in trouble with the overthinking. Yeah. Of it's just, I think there is a line where it is just too much or we just are all consumed. Yeah. I, I, don't see, know. I see what you're saying. It's like, there's a level where, okay, I'm overthinking it because what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And there's times. But then you start analyzing your overthinking and you're like, well, I, I, I'm overthinking it, but I want to, I don't want to be too negative about it or be too this about it because then that will affect the outcome. Yeah. And then I don't want to be too this about it. And then you're really then overthinking you're overthinking. Yes. Yes. And, and at that point you almost get this infinite level of overthinking where, well, I don't want to overthink my overthinking. So I'm trying not to overthink my overthinking you yes. know, at that point. Oh you're, my gosh. Well, you've, I, you've spun yourself into this rat's nest of emotions and thoughts and feelings that is really hard to untangle. And then I think the outcome is undue anxiety and undue yeah. feelings of just feeling overwhelmed Yeah, that I, I think we could take some healthy steps towards starting to analyze, am I overthinking my overthinking, you know? Right, right. Because, yeah, if you're like, if you look at all your thoughts and say, well, these ones I want to promote, these ones I want to, and, and you're like judging all of the thoughts, thinking that they're going to affect the outcome, that might be, yeah, that's just, that's a slippery slope maybe to go down. Yeah. Because what thoughts, what thoughts 
do affect the outcome. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, maybe none of them. I maybe would, I don't know. I mean, I would love to ask a psychologist that question or yeah. whatever to be like, does it? Because in my mind, no. Like, yeah, people that are positive till they're blue in the face don't get pregnant. People that are negative that or whatever or don't yeah. want it or whatever get pre like. It's not that our thoughts control our vaginas. Like, I just don't think that's how it works. <laughs> from our experience, I think all yeah. we can say from our experience and what we've seen, which right. we've been blessed and it's awesome to have been walked with, yes, you know, hundreds of people going through this. Right. It does seem to be that at times when people are in feeling very negative, yeah. it ends up working. And right. other times when they feel very positive, it ends up not. And, right. And it's right. really hard to see any type of, I would say causation that like I was positive. Therefore it caused this to happen. Yes. And that's, I, that's a, a, that's a, a, that's a tough subject because yeah. some people do find a lot of freedom and yes. feeling like I want to be positive. That's great. No one is telling you no. not to do that. No. But I think if you've gone 10 levels deep in the analyzing and you're, and now overthinking all of those thoughts and, and thinking about how you've ever thought and analyzing it and that, that you can start to beat yourself up a little bit. I just think for me, I thought that my thoughts will control the outcome. Yeah. If I overthought, that would control the outcome. Yeah. If I underthought and relaxed more and was more like chill about it, that would affect the outcome. Mm. And I just wish, yes, you're going to overthink. You're going to do that. At the level of overthinking that I was doing, I really, it would be like a gymnastics in my head yeah. of that, that controlled the outcome. Cause as soon as I would be like, be hopeful, I'd be like, but don't be that hopeful. And it's like, Oh my gosh, like you are literally doing be positive, but you know, it probably won't work out. Mm. And it's like, that just kept me on this hamster wheel. And of what did that do? Overthinking. What, what happened? What, I was negative on myself. Negative on yourself. I felt like I failed. My mm -hmm. body failed. I failed because I couldn't control it with my thoughts. Yeah. When I would want to say to someone, I don't think you can. <laughs> I right. don't think we can. I right. don't think that is a connection point. Total. I mean, I think some people, I want to say, I think that gives people a lot of hope. Yeah. You know, I, I think that hope is good. And like, if you are feeling positive, that's great. Yeah. I'm just saying for me, I would go from hope to hopeless very quickly. Yeah, the ping pong back and yeah, forth. Yeah, I would just be like, as soon as I felt hope, I would ping back to the hopeless. And then it's like, oh, but don't hope too much. And it's like, oh, they're going back to hope. And it's like, and then I thought that because I did that, that controlled the outcome of either it working or not working. For me, it didn't work. So I felt, I overthought and thought and thought and ping pong back and forth. And I thought, well, that's the reason. That's mm. the reason is I wasn't hopeful enough or I was too negative. So what can we do about it? At some level, I think overthinking is the natural, almost, you could say, appropriate yeah. response yeah. to this huge life-changing news. But I do think that most of us, some of us would agree that there's a degree of overthinking that becomes harmful, maybe, to our mental well-being. Mm -hmm. Obviously, all of this is harmful to our mental well-being. But at, at what level uh, do we stop having that natural response of, oh, I'm just overthinking this because there's a lot going on in my life. Right. And then we enter into, I'm having anxiety over it. Right. I'm overthinking my overthinking. I I'm, can't stop. Yeah, I can't stop no overthinking. Reprieve. I'm going from hopeful to just feeling like a failure. And I'm feeling like every single thought I have yeah. affects the outcome. And we're just getting beat up by it. 
what I think we can do things. I think there's a lot that we can do in that that world. And we, we talk about that stuff on our podcast. My one thing that I would say is the times where I would get really overwhelmed with overthinking, maybe I'm waiting for the results of something. Maybe I'm trying to play out all the outcomes in my head. I think what I would do that's helpful for me was I would use that brain power in another direction. Yeah. Is obviously I'm I'm anxious about something. I'm overthinking something. So it's not like I can just stop it. You know, if someone were to come along and say, hey, just stop. Yeah, just, just stop, stop overthinking. overthinking. I would it wouldn't mean anything. I, I would have right. to go, you gotta give me, you gotta give me something to replace this with and not just tell me to stop. So I think for me that was always very helpful was that idea of what can I replace in this situation? I know this sounds like cheesy, but I would I would use my energy to get into other things. Yeah. If I'm waiting for the results of something, maybe I pick up a book I've been wanting to read. Maybe I, and it's hard. It's not like it's easy to jump into that. Right. But I almost have to put the discipline into doing that instead of overthinking the millions of outcomes that will come about because of this test. Maybe I, I binge watch a Netflix show. Maybe I finally, you know, reorganize something or Puzzle. I schedule, you know, for me, you know, if, if you're able to do this, I schedule something to do every night of the week. Oh, I'm going to this person's house and then we're going here and then we're going to go, we're going to wake up and you just kind of get busy during those times. Not, yeah. an, not an inappropriate level of busyness, but fill yourself with things to think about that are taking your mind off of this thing. Obviously, it's, you're going to be in your head about it. Obviously, it's, you're going to be overthinking, but you're giving yourself a shot at actually thinking about something else. A lot of times, and we've talked to, you know, many psychologists about this. A lot of times you get into that stressful situation and you go, okay, I will just pull back, sit on my couch and look at my phone and Google stuff because I just need to make it through this season. That actually might be the thing that harms you in that season. Would you say that that was ever helpful? I cannot think of a time that that was helpful. Really? I really can There cannot. wasn't a time where I was like, okay, I'm really glad that I actually learned that. Maybe minimal? Minimally, yeah. Minimally. I, I think there's giving yourself a time limit of like, okay, I do want to Google some of these things. I do want to think about some of these things, but I'm going to give myself a time limit of, um, I'm going to think about that until 8 p.m. And then I, and then I got to do something else, you know? Or, you know, I'm going to spend just my lunch break looking up stuff, you know? And putting time limits on things and then saying, I'm going to look at all this stuff on my lunch break, but when I get home from work tonight we're going to start that puzzle and we're going to do the, no phones, phones over on the desk. We're going to, we're going to do a puzzle all night or we're going to watch that Netflix show. And even though we don't want to, even though it feels like, Oh, I'm just really anxious. I'm really nervous about what's going on. Having the discipline to say it won't do any good to overthink our overthinking. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think for me, that was something that was really helpful was having the discipline to do that picking up a new habit during this season, leaning into things that are healthy. Yeah. Can be a, a way to deal with and combat the feelings and the anxiety of, of the excessive overthinking. Totally. Because I don't think, Oh I, yeah. What you just said is you didn't feel like your overthinking got you anywhere. Right. <laughs> your yeah. overthinking didn't help. It didn't make it better. I think that there's times that you need to overthink because these choices are like, 
so huge and like adult choices. I remember sometimes going like, what, who gave me this decision to do? I just graduated high school. Like, huh? Like, yes, there is going to be that. But like, and I think you're, you're saying the over overthinking. Yeah. Which, and I don't know anyone who's underthinking decisions in the infertility community. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that someone's probably flippant about it. Like, ah, like, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, whatever. Just yeah. Did another IVF. Didn't really care about it. It's like, and I've yes. never heard that. Yeah, I've never no, heard that. No, no. Um, which kind of brings me to my point that I would say is I would try to be a little more aware that there's going to be times of overthinking Yeah, and just almost leaning into it. Like exactly what you're saying. Like if we're debating on stopping treatment and moving on to adoption or stopping treatment and moving on to be childless, that conversation is probably going to be a little overwhelming Yeah, or a little bit like you're going to, there's a lot to think about, but I would almost be aware of the time where it's like, this is a time where I'm going to overthink it. And exactly what you said. And, and like put some limitations on it, but almost be more like, this is going to be a little bit overwhelming. I'm probably going to be like overthinking things or in a two week wait or something like that. It's like being just aware that it's like, this is probably going to be a time where I'm going to overthink and I need to put time limits on it or I need to do whatever I need to do. I like how you said that. Cause I feel like Doug, when you are in an overthinking space, you use your hands, mm-hmm. you're on your phone, you're on a computer. And it's like, I, I like the visual of like almost having your hands be busy somewhere else. Yeah. With something else. Like yeah. you, like, I think we were, we had this situation happen. You were a little bit overwhelmed even last month and you started Legos. Yeah. And it was like, you put your phone down and you, because that's what you, that's what you're going to do. VW bus in Legos. VW bus in Legos. Your favorite Christmas gift from your favorite wife. It was really cool. Favorite wife. That sounded funny. (laughs) Um, But like, I liked that visual of like, you use your hands to be overwhelmed. You do. I use my thoughts. I don't use my hands. I sit. And just overthink, yeah, and uh, and just overthink about what I'm, and then judge myself for the way I'm thinking. Super fun, right? Wish I could do Legos to like stop doing that. <laughs> but that, as I'm saying, I I I wish I would have been like, yes, this two week wait is going to be a time that I'm overthinking, and just almost lean into it, yeah, and not judge myself for what comes up. But almost when you're aware of it, and you and you realize there can be a shut off switch, where it can be like, okay, the two week wait is done. I either need to like grieve. Or I need to like move on to something else or whatever it is, or maybe it even worked out. It's like having times where you know that you're probably going to be over overthinking. So it can be more obvious to be like, and this is a time where I'm going to stop doing that. Or this is a time where I'm going to be like, okay. Like if, if it say it was a conversation, mm-hmm. it's like a conversation about what it's like, okay, whatever you're talking about, it might be overwhelming, could be overwhelming for both of you. And then it's like afterwards, it's going to be like, okay, that's for that space. Like almost like, let me try to think like an overthinking space. Like I have an overthinking space and then I have a space where I'm trying not to think about that. Yeah. And I'm going to try to distract myself in whatever ways I can, yeah. which are hopefully healthy. Yeah. I think having, you know? having limits is so hard to do. Yeah. So hard to do. Yeah. But, but I don't see a better way to do it. it it's not like you can say, well, I just won't overthink anything. Well, that's right. impossible. Right. Um, so, and it is probably unhealthy to say, well, I'll just never stop myself and I'll just, I'll go forever. Yeah. Or I'll overthink everything. And I just will never put any limits on myself and I'll stay up till three in the morning, every morning. And I'll Google, 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 and I'll just freak out. So, well, that wouldn't be good either. So at some level it's somewhere in the middle. And I think having like exactly what you're saying, a conversation 
maybe with the people you love about, hey, this is a really stressful situation, stressful situation, and I don't want to overthink about it. So yeah. can I talk to you about this kind of stuff? Or how I would approach it is- Can I'm, we figure this out together, you know? I feel like my approach would be like, I'm going to be overthinking this. Yeah, yeah. It's not that I don't want to, I'm going to be. So that's so that was my last thing where you were saying like, how, what do we do for me? I wish I would have expressed what was going on in my brain more Yeah, because my brain is where it was. Yours was in your hands and worry and Googling and all that kind of stuff. Mine was just all up here. And I wish I would have been more vocal to be like, I'm feeling kind of hopeless today. And for you to be able to come inside of me to be like, you know what? Me too. Or for some reason that would feel comforting. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, Oh, this, you're feeling these same things too. Yeah. I guarantee that especially in a partnership, they're probably feeling similar feelings or yes. I'm feeling really hopeful today or whatever. I wish I would have expressed, not even for you to tell me to stop thinking it or be like, I'm feeling unhopeful. And for you to be like, I'm feeling unhopeful or whatever. It's like to just to express myself. I didn't necessarily need you to solve it. I didn't need you to be like, no, let's be yeah, hopeful. Totally, totally. I just wish I would have expressed and really expressed to you. I don't need you to fix it. Or I don't need you, I don't need you to be on my same page. This is just where I'm at. Yeah. So I feel like to wrap up, it's like there are going to be times where I'm going to be overwhelmed. And yes, I think it is good to tell someone and to have people know what you're going through. So if you, you know, stub your toe on the wall and it's all the wall's fault and you freak <laughs> out, Jesse Brown, my yeah. memoir, um, they might know what's going on <laughs> um, and be gentle with you. Uh, but I think it's just having times like, yes, there are going to be times you're overthinking and just making that almost like a box on a shelf. Like I, I am going to be overthinking. I'm going to be feeling these feelings. Don't, don't judge yourself for overthinking and being overwhelmed and don't just tell yourself stop. It's like, no. Right. And then for me, because I was flip flopping through all these feelings and all these emotions all in my head, I, I wish I would have just told someone what I was thinking and really be blunt in the fact that I don't need them to fix it. I'm just trying to express what I'm feeling. Cause I think if you would have felt the similar ways that I did, I, it would have been helpful for me to be like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not the only one that's like ping ponging in my brain. Or if I was feeling unhopeful and you were feeling hopeful, maybe that would also help me. But like, I, I didn't want you to solve it. I just wanted to like express. And I think that would have taken it out of my brain and out more. And I think that would have been better for me. Jesse, at the end of this first podcast of 2023, what is one word that describes your feeling for the year? Oh gosh, this is a loaded question. My one word is to do what I think is great for me. I think we can compare ourselves very easily, especially in this time. I'm very sensitive to like, new year, new me, I'm doing all these huge life changes. And I'm like, I haven't done any life changes and I'm still kind of tender and sad. And I, you know, like I have this whatever happen or whatever, like we don't have to go into it, but like December was kind of a tender season of ours, like as a, a family and a couple and we're all good and everyone's fine and it's fine. But it's just like, I still am like feeling those feelings and a little bit tender still. And I get sometimes triggered or annoyed when it's like new year, new me and all this energy. And I feel like I'm failing at that for some reason or something like, so I think I just want to do what's, what's great for me and healthy for me and you know, all those things, but like not get caught up in that. Like it's okay to not be caught up in that world because that could work for someone else. 
and not work for you. And it's okay. I feel like the new year is like turning the page, like, and now I won't be feeling any of those feelings anymore. No, it's like the energy and it's okay if you don't have the energy. It's okay. It's okay. If you're, if you're just in a space of stillness or softness or sadness or tenderness, that's what I would say. That that was was about 735 (laughs) words. So to answer your question, uh, be tender to myself. I don't know. Oh gosh, that sounded so bad. (laughs) Oh geez. No, I don't know what the word eat, but see, it's so funny. Even that can make me feel like I don't have a word. I don't have a word for this year. Like I don't, I'm, and that just makes me feel like, oh, should I have a word for this year? Like, no, I'm trying to just, it's okay if it's not like, it's just, another day instead of like, Oh my gosh, now it's the new year. Everything must change. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just kind of feel like kind of want to feel steady and just kind of tender and where I am, where my feet are. My word for the year is jazzy. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Just want to be jazzy. Just jazzy. What does that mean to you, Doug? Well, that's what we're going to find out this year. Oh dear. Get ready for the jazzy. The Jazzy Dugs. We love you all. We love you all. Thank you for listening to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, a show produced by the nonprofit Uniquely Knitted. This is your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so grateful to all of our wonderful donors who support this work. If you would like to learn more about how we serve the community and support the work of Uniquely Knitted, We encourage you to check us out at uniquelyknitted.org. If you enjoy this podcast and would like more people to hear it, please give us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcasts. This is the best way for more people to hear these conversations.